knuckles, knuckles, knuckles. We have a, a kid and it's a boy. Mm-hmm. What are we naming it? You get three seconds. One, two, three. LeBron? This patriarchal society. This is what I'm saying. Only God. your name is worth passing down. <laughs> Her and Ollie are doing it in the backyard right now, so I, I don't really know what, what to say. Theophilus Thistle, the successful thistle sifter and sifting a sieve full of unsifted thistles, thrust 3,000 thistles through the thick of his thumb. introduction notes let's talk about stuff and here we go watch my latest short film it's called the horse's ass first of all hello everybody uh you look nice today thanks for stopping by watch my latest film it's called the horse's ass it's a short film it's available on amazon it's so good everyone's like seriously everyone's always like dude it's really good which is good if you like this pod which is how we podcasters refer to podcasts sometimes you can support it by subscribing, sharing, reviewing it on iTunes. And now there's even a little way for you to slip us a few dollars for our trouble. Yeah, why not? Support the arts is a phrase I'm confronted with often. Uh, very cool. Just look at the links in the show notes. Hook us up. Be nice to us. That's what we like. Do you want to be famous? Email that snugglydragon at gmail.com to have your questions or messages read and answered during the show. Here's what Skyland from New Orleans said. I have to admit, I'm very impressed. Your content and guests are funny, insightful, and unique. I feel my vocab grows by the minute listening. Keep it up. I think you're making a lot of listeners laugh. Whoa. That is what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff we like to hear over here at the Snuggly Drag Queen, okay? Come on. Thank you, Scotland. You, uh, you are just a gemstone. Patrick from New Orleans said, I think of masculinity as tending toward physicality, competition, and aggression with members of your own sex. I think of femininity as a tendency to nurture both physically and emotionally. I think those are pretty good, uh, and I think they can be found in both men and women, which is important, right? The ideas of masculinity and femininity aren't necessarily tethered just to whether you're a dude or whether you're a chick. Um, You have feminine, I have feminine energy within me, maybe a little too much, as my friends like to remind me, but hey, we're uh, we're just doing the best we can. Um, Whether or not these gender abstractions are important to differentiate and define is the object of my ongoing search. I'll let you know if I get anywhere. Q's pet peeve of the week. Alternative rock versions of rap songs. Ugh, yuck. Yeah, it sounds pretty gross. Stay away from rap, white people. Come on, just get out of there. Okay. Okay. Today's episode is a real treat. We got a couple of talented performers gracing us with their chemistry and charm. A lot of laughs in this one. I love these two. I apologize we had some unauthorized vacuuming in the room above the studio, but it doesn't dawdle for too, too long. Uh, Remember, don't drink water, drink Tito's vodka. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show because you deserve it. You're going to do big things today, you winner. Snuggly Dragon Podcast. 
And here we go. We're live on the Snuggly Dragon. Well, we're not actually live. You have to pay a lot more money if you want to be live. So uh, we're, we'll get to that. But, John Michael, I'll start with you, bud. Well, first of all, say hello, Lane Corn. Hello. And hello, John Michael. How's it going, guys? More. Uh, you started off with way too many hilarious things to say. Do you want to <laughs> Do you want to cover getting escorted out of the floor of Bama? Do you want to cover your dog impregnating your family's dog? What do you want to start with? Let's start with the dogs. Okay, let's do it. Um, you know, the Floribama one's going to take a little bit of recognition because, you know, I was highly intoxicated when I it see. happened. Of course. But, um, so yeah, man, my my dog was six months old at the time, <laughs> and I bring him home to my parents' house. I said, hey, guys, is it okay for Ollie and Molly to go outside he to use the bathroom together? She's not, she's not in heat, right? And my dad's like, no, 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 she's definitely not. She's... Perfectly fine. Your pup's six months old, mm-hmm. male, and the family dog is like a... About eight years old. Set the scene. Let's yeah, make yeah. this a okay, romantic so, prose. Um, at the time, my Siberian husky was six months old. He's gorgeous. Oh, he's so pretty. Can't wait to see him. And uh, my family's lap-sized Boston Terrier is about <gasps> seven and a half, eight years old. Oh, God. <laughs> a real uh, Romeo and Juliet Yeah, stage. yeah. A real... Uh, yeah, if Juliet was about... Love. 35. Nice cougar situation we have going on over here. Oh, my. Star-crossed um, lovers is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Good boy. Gosh, it was so funny. They go outside. They're using the bathroom. And, uh... I go out about five minutes later, and... I I thought they were just, like, wrestling or something. Uh, I've never seen, you know, dogs have sex before, so I wasn't really sure what was going on at first. It doesn't really look... Like, you know, the human interpretation, you know, doggy style. It's definitely not the same. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, I get... What you're saying is it's You're a really more confusing me, because I thought up until this point I, I knew exactly what dogs having sex Have you ever like. watched dogs but make now, love? No. Yeah, well, hmm. it's... Okay. Uh, I don't think so. It was really interesting. It's a little and, more, like, playful looking? Well, they really weren't moving around too much. He, Ollie was, like, behind and on top of her, and she was kind of twisted around to the left... You know, looking at me with her giant Boston Terrier bug eyes. And Ollie, poor thing, is just so confused. Doesn't even know, like, what's going on. He's a virgin at this point. Well, not anymore at this point, (laughs) to be exact. He, uh... (laughs) And he just looks at me with this dumb look on his face, just like... (laughs) And I walk over there, and I'm like, hey, what are y'all doing? And I try to push him away, but I I couldn't. You know, and then I tried to push a little harder, and Ollie starts, like, howling. And I was like, uh... So I called my dad. I was like, are you sure Molly's not in heat? He's like, yeah, no, we're positive. I'm like, well, her and Ollie are doing it in the backyard right now, so I I don't really know what what to say. So what's the relationship? Because, like, those dogs are technically in the same family, right? Like, it's your dog and your parents' dog. Uh, So that's like if your child and your brother. So it's like a... It's like a, a nephew, a nephew aunt kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty perverted. <laughs> I mean, to, is it is it dogs who have like the the spiked barbs no, that no, come no, out? No, or is that that's, like poisonous that's cats. Tree frogs? It's cats. Oh, it's cats. cats. Okay. But I was thinking that too. Yeah. Was like, yeah, I yeah. Them apart, and I was like, no, cats have a barbed penis where dogs just have like a hidden secret penis that a then shoots out. Penis. But yeah, so then you know he, I guess, completed, and. <laughs> 
you know, then he just runs around in the yard like a bunch because he was scared. He was like trapped. He couldn't get away. So he didn't. And she's had a litter before. So like she kind of knew what was going on. She knew what was. She knew. She knew. She knew. She was staring at you. She was ready. She was ready. Bless her. Um, Yeah. And then about about a month goes by and we start seeing like Molly's getting a bigger and bigger stomach. And we were like, oh, no. Austin Terrier Husky. Yeah. They're called Bosties, and they are <laughs> no. the cutest thing in the world. One of they, a lot of Anything them have like a black eye and a blue eye, and they all have like a really pretty brindle coat. Ooh, oh, they're brindle. gorgeous, and they're gonna be. I've huge. been trying to think of the word brindle for like two. <laughs> that's like the brown and black, mm-hmm. like the stripe, like tiger. I have been almost. trying to. I knew there was a. Wow! Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Seriously, that's like I can't wait to call my mom after this. Finally yeah. realize what we're trying to say, but yeah, I mean anything mixed with husky, like I mean, husky yeah. is just the the most like Wolverine, like primal. That's what a a dog should be, right? Yeah. And you have one in Southeast Louisiana. Yeah. No. Okay. So I'll touch on this really quickly because it's a huge misconception that um, dogs can't acclimate to their weather, hmm. especially with huskies. And like the biggest mistake people make when they have they shave them? huskies is that they shave them and everyone that. is always trying to give me their two cents. And they're like, Oh, why don't you shave your dog? And I'm like, because I do research and I care about him. That's how and, you know, like, right. But I obviously do it in a much more polite way. And if I can sure tell that they're the kind of person like, that's like, alone, my right. Dog. Or like I can, if, I can always tell if it's going to be that kind of person that's like, Oh no, 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 you need to shave it. And then whenever I can sense that I'm Gage just like, ah, okay. Okay, yeah, 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 sure, maybe I will. Because it's just not worth it. But uh-huh. basically, it works like like insulation in a sense. So it protects them from UV rays. They have two coats, two layers. Hmm. The bottom layer protects them from UV rays and also like contains their cool energy. Whereas in the winter, it protects them from wind and also contains the heat. So their fur coat acts like a coat, you're saying? Yeah, very much. <laughs> but... So the, but the thing in the is, summer it's like, or when it's hot, it yeah. traps the air inside. It, yeah, it so traps like it, the cool air in yes. there. Whoa! I know. It helps Science. them. It helps them regulate. And guess what? Same stuff with a beard. Everyone's oh. like, "Ooh, why do you keep your beard in the summer?" I'm like, "Because I like most of my face to be in the shade." Uh, whoa! Mind. What do you do blown. with your beard in the summer? You know, I just flaunt it all year round. Do you have? Do you have to deal with any like? How do girls deal with little mustaches? Girls, I mean, I did meet a woman or a man with a beard yesterday. Uh, we can get into that later. But do you have to like pluck, wax, or pluck? Or... Actually, the first time that I ever did anything, I was um, it was I guess my senior year of college. My roommate. The first family, time you ever did any facial grooming of your hair? Yeah. Well, other than eyebrows, eyebrows yeah, and okay. eyebrows, I got yeah. plucked for prom. The Where are you from? Time. Where am I from? Well. That's a loaded question. I was born in North Carolina, moved okay. to Mobile, Alabama. Sorry, my phone is connected to my computer. Just... I was wondering why I, I heard that. I hear that. Hear that. So I was like, do I have my headphones in? Under if you these heard that, headphones? email that snugglydragon at gmail.com. Under these headphones? Troubleshooting some uh, audio equipment. Anyway, sorry. So you're, you, I was. I was kind of just making fun of you saying the first time you ever addressed your facial grooming yes. was. In college. In college, yeah. And Hanley, she was like, oh, yeah. She came out Who's of her Hanley? room. Who's Hanley? She was my roommate at the time. Okay. 
she came out and she had like wax strips. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and she's like, "Gotta, gotta groom the stash." And I was like, "What stash? You have a stash?" And she's like, "Yeah, but apparently I groom it so well you don't know." And I was like, "Oh my oh. god, do I have a stash?" <laughs> and she was like, "I don't know. Come here." And I was like, "Okay." Give me a kiss. Mm. Let's <laughs> the fact that she had to say "Come here" to see if you have a stash <laughs> is a good thing, though, Lane, because she could have said. Dude, I yeah. thought you knew. Have you ever looked in a mirror? <laughs> you gotta tell your friend who's a girl if they have a mustache. You just gotta. W- within the first day of meeting them, right? <laughs> within so, the first hi, day. Hi, my name's John Michael. I love your mustache. Is it on purpose? <laughs> no, I mean it in the fact that like, if someone has a booger, you should you should tell them in so private. girl, you got right. a husky? Don't shave the husky, just shave the stash. Right. Oh, yeah, save Oh, my gosh. Gee whiz. Um, any, do you... Do you like howl at the moon? Like, is it different having a husky than having an, another type of breed? I'm okay. It definitely is, but mainly because they don't eat like regular dogs. Like a regular, a regular dog, or I say regular, majority of other breeds will eat as much food as you put in front of them, and they'll eat till they get sick. But huskies, you could put the entire bag out and open on the floor. He'll eat what he wants, like what he needs. Oh, like cats. Yeah, very much. They're, oh, my gosh. Cats don't know Cats are identical. <laughs> you stop chewing on huskies. the wires, boy. Link, stop it. Leave it. All right, he's getting this freaking bone because he's mad. They are the most cat-like dogs. Like, they're so similar to cats, the way they walk, the way they jump, the way they interact with people, and just, like, their surroundings, you know? Cats always are like, what's over here? What's over there? And there's like nothing in the room, or they'll sit there and stare at the wall for 45 minutes, and you're like, "What do you see?" That there's I an alarming don't? amount of cats that have schizophrenia. Did y'all know this? Is what? that why they're so yes. crazy? I, I well, I read it somewhere, so take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but I think my upstairs sense. neighbor is is vacuuming right now, so I think that's what all the noise is. I was like, uh, so I apologize. In the studio, uh, we had some some ambient noise. Uh, tell us about cat schizophrenia, and I'll take care of that. Tell me about cat schizophrenia. I don't know. I just read sometime that it's like an alarming rate. Like over fifty percent of all cats develop How do you schizophrenia. Know if a cat has schizophrenia. Like, uh, no. How can you tell what colors a cat can see? They have all kinds of. But can we tell if cats can see colors? I think I thought people knew that. I don't know. I I, I don't know if cats can see colors or even if dogs. I mean, I I remember when I was a kid growing up and people were like, yeah, dogs see black and white. I mean, I watched Rugrats. The dog in Rugrats, whenever you saw his vision, was definitely black and white. So these are facts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's no way to deny that footage. If anything we know from our childhood, it's that Rugrats is very, very... Historically accurate. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Spike saw in black and white, so all dogs see in black and white. I know this because I saw from Spike's perspective. Yeah, and they wouldn't lie to us. <sighs> Absolutely would you? not. But then cats, I thought I read somewhere that cats like see in shades of colors, if that makes any sense. Like they can only see in reds blues and greens or something like that so like everything is a shade of red blue or green interesting but i don't i really know that that's a fact Damn, somebody sparked something up nice <laughs> okay did we just did we get to the bottom of catsophrenia oh uh, we moved on oh okay where are we at now <laughs> we got to can cats see colors and can dogs see colors and if they can or cannot how would we as humans know that whoa i mean i don't i don't know if 
I obviously don't know. I mean, but how can we tell what other people can see? Exactly. Like, how how do we know that that's brown? Or I think that's brown, but maybe right. what you're seeing is tangerine. Right, but right. I identify it as brown because I've always been taught that that's what I'm seeing is brown. Mm-hmm. Right. That's terrifying to me. Isn't I've talked about this so many times. Well, yeah. Dude, the sketchy <laughs> thing is how much else that permeates into reality of like, how do we know that Lane exists? You don't. How do you know that I don't have a really baller mustache? Maybe you just don't see it. Like Are you trying to hang on to the mustache thing? I, it's, it's important to me. You, know, you can like buy prosthetic mustaches. <laughs> you know. I did. I you saw, can't tell. I saw a young lady with a mustache. <clears throat> yesterday in city park and i don't know it wasn't wasn't my favorite look lane i, I think your your naked <laughs> upper lip will serve you just fine i've never um, felt so vulnerable not so <laughs> your naked upper, upper lip <laughs> please don't make me blush sorry um, <laughs> where where are my manners um yeah so that kind of stuff always freaks me out where, where it's <laughs> womaners <laughs> good for you good for you I don't know, like you want to say reality, right? But what the heck? What the heck? That's yeah. it's kind of it's kind of arbitrary, kind of subjective. So how do you operate through existence? I guess you just do the best you can, and you just assume that that we're real. I don't know. Do you ever think Absolutely. we're just like robots in a little in a little vat, kind of like the Matrix, and we're just getting For reality sure. is programmed into our cortex, and we're Somebody- just. Like a couple months ago, I was talking about how it could really just be like a whole game of Sims, and then God just or whoever created the universe is like watching us mess up. And then was like, I'm bored with this. I'm gonna move on. (laughs) So now we have like no one regulating what we're doing. Oh wow! So I think that's called Mm. deism. Deism. Excuse me, but like deists think that there was intelligent design, and then it was like, all right, moving on. Moving on. So now we're just kind of this experiment that. Someone's thankfully still playing the electricity bills, but like not directing it at all. Not. That's kind of how like I was having this sort of a similar conversation um, a few weeks ago. I was kind of talking with my dad about what I currently believe and that kind of stuff. And you know, I was saying like, look, if your idea of God um, or this higher power is Something's going on. Right. Obviously something has happened for there to be anything for us even to be discussed. So we can call that God. I I don't know. Me, personally, it's like, I just think we're lucky. You know, I just think that over the past hundreds of thousands, almost million years, whatever it's been, we have just developed since since the dawn of time, since we were little, tiny little microscopic little things. Let's go over. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely got to be billions. But it, it is. You know what like, is a really dope thought? But we don't know oh, if it finish. is. Let him finish. Hold on to oh, that though. We don't know how long it's been because, you know, we, we have all this, like, carbon dating and this kind of stuff to see how old things are. But then every five years they change it and say that the ways that they were dating fragments of the earth or, or trees are, like, not mm-hmm. accurate. As accurate. And then they're like, oh, wait, but they are. Oh, wait, they're not. So it's, like, fair. What I'm thinking is I'm pretty sure we know how... We've calculated the speed of light, and we can see as far as the Big Bang has gone. Right. And then we just do some division and get back to t-, t sub zero, and I think it's been 13, 7 billion years. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
but I think that's what it's... I mean, with all, with all the, like, Beats organic and... carbon kind of... With that tree, that life. yeah, that's right. That's kind of just nubs scratching around. But I want to say we're in the thirteen-ish billion years since we all came from, like, you know the you know the story of the Big Bang, the right. infinitely dense thing, smaller than the head of a pin. Well, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Is that if we all came from the Big Bang, we Big are bang. all. Made Big, of Bang the, is a, Big Bang is a search. Engine. We're all like <laughs> Big <Bang>. we are <laughs> the universe. We are made the main components that make up the universe are the main components that make up the human body. Of the same things what, that we, like, make a stars. Different? Like we were, we're these like perfect beings that got dropped into. No, we're a part of this yeah. interconnected biological yeah. landscape. And speaking of this, I have a question for you both. Do it. How do you feel about full moons Ooh. affecting people's behavior? Ooh. Well, I think it does. It definitely does, because how much percentage are we water? Like 70-something? 70-something? 78%? 75-78%? And it pulls the tides. The moon pulls the tides, and if we're 75% water... And I hate to be just dropping science on your ass. We're talking a couple theater majors here from college. Yes, absolutely. I want (laughs) to say the moon affects the tides, not because it's it's got a pull to water specifically. I want to say the two centers of mass from the moon and the earth... They're pulling towards each other. So, like, the sun affects the tides as well. So mm-hmm. it just has to do with gravity. So objects of giant mass have gravitational pull. So the, the moon is pulling on the Earth, and I want to say after the Earth gets kind of zoinked over a little bit, then the water, because think about it, if, if I pulled this glass of water, the solid would come first, and then the water kind of gets right. right. Oh, right. I right. just assumed that the water would move. You would see the change in the water because it is liquid and would change, whereas, like, if it's pulling on the earth, it's not going to move anything because it's solid, but the water right. isn't connected to anything. So right, the water's kind of just water swimming around the surface. Right. So I want to say that's what happens. But, but even just that... There's definitely a non-zero effect of like the moon. Well, if it doesn't change, I don't know. the the whole The whole full moon affecting people's behavior thing. It's definitely a thing. I mean, there are parties in Southeast uh, Australia. Well, they're probably there too. But and there are parties in, in Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. Yeah. They have a full moon party. I've been to one. What? Gnarliest, gnarliest party I've ever been to in my whole L. It's. I mean, there are people who worship <laughs> my it, whole right? L. Oh, in my E L. Um, it's so funny because to like, say your whole L, <laughs> so like the whole life L. Um, it's it kind of turns people crazy, and like you know, it could be hearsay and just nonsense. We're like, oh, the full moon, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. Like I'm going nuts. Today. Retrograde or retrograde? retrograde. <laughs> it's like super retrograde. It's like retrograde. <laughs> it's got some um, sweet recreation oh, going on. It's going to town. I wouldn't be surprised if majority of it is, like, placebo effect. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, and it's just been something that, I mean, we've idolized the moon, we've idolized the sun, we've idolized these other planets. We look up to Yeah, exactly. I mean, physically and metaphorically, we do. And, yeah. (laughs) Sweet words. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean, there's this huge gap in majority of society and civilizations to me because so many people are stuck on these old ideas that like these pagan rituals too yeah and it's a huge thing absolutely astrology you're a girl don't think you're getting off the hook are you not into astrology i mean i'm not like so would you buy me a drink what's your sign (laughs) but you are aware of like 
I'm a I'm a Taurus. I know that. Do you do you judge people based on their signs? Like, do you think you can predict pattern behaviors of behavioral patterns based on what cycle of the universe yes they and were no born in? I wouldn't hold anybody to what their sign says, but I like to use things like horoscopes and like uh-huh. compatibility things to give me a unique perspective to consider people. Does Excellent that make retort. Any type of sense. So if I mean, I'm, yeah, if Tauruses are supposed to be stubborn, right? Then I might consider myself more stubborn, or or start to act that way because I've read, I've conditioned myself bias. exactly. Mm-hmm. But then in in the other way around, sometimes I'll meet somebody and I find out what their sign is, and it says like, oh, they they don't like stability. They like to you know change partners and like move around all the time I'm like that is so not that person Mm -hmm. but to have a basis of reading what somebody's personality could be like it Mm -hmm. helps me actually see what they really are yeah more power to you sister I I think well this is I think it's all BS yeah (laughs) this is nuts there's a new episode on the on the new season of the Orville Seth MacFarlane's like space Mm. TV show it's how is that oh it's amazing it's probably great they like the production quality is incredible it and every single episode they are touching on the most sensitive issues that there are in today's Mm. world but in this future-esque aspect where majority of the people are tolerant so when they come across someone who is intolerant of anything whether it's um, species or gender or religion it's kind of like what are you doing right right and there was this one episode where they discovered this planet and they were um scanning scanning the earth and and they realized there were a lot of premature births um, and they weren't sure why and they found out that it was because this planet believed that if you were born within a certain astrological sign you were prone to more violent behavior so they would do anything they could to avoid having a child born in that Mm. time they like depending on what time of the year you were born depended on what kind of life you were going to live oh my god right so like you could be born you know y'all could have a child but you wouldn't be able to keep it if it was not born in your astrological sign that allowed you to keep it. If it was going to be a... Say, if y'all were lower-class type citizens and your child was born in this... the time period where it says, like, you're going to be a leader and all this stuff, then your child is taken away from you, right? And if you were... To be, like, brought up by two people that have different... That have the exact same sign as you. Everyone... Yeah, it's nuts. And then it's like they find out that the reason why this planet thousands of years ago started feeling and thinking this way was because a star in their galaxy in their yeah in their galaxy in their night sky had exploded and disappeared so it was it became like this bad omen which then basically took over the entire planet's belief system so then for thousands of years they were killing people born in within that astrological sign well, and they and they didn't even know why anymore. That's an interesting perspective. It's, it's cool to to think about in six hundred years when people are reading the history books of like you know when Donald Trump was president, what they're what they're just going to be shaking their heads at like what we're doing. We have a, a kid and it's a boy. Mm-hmm. What are we naming it? You get three seconds. One, two, three. LeBron. Well, you had to answer. You just threw. I was out of my set. I don't. 
You had three seconds, and I hate when people don't play that game. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Steph. Steph? Steph? Okay. LeBron Steph. Just yeah. Steph? Not even, like, Stefan or something? Steph Curry, or, or right? Steph Curry, I guess you're right. But you only said that because I said LeBron. Well, I, was, I said st- and then you said, and then I was like, and then I couldn't say anything. I'm sorry. It was too much pressure. Uh, do you have any... Stick worth. Now that you have a little more time to think about it, do you have any, or have you thought about it in the past, what you would name your children? I have. And then I always end up changing it because I either, like, meet somebody who had that name and I'm like, mm. I can't. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Sorry, Linda. That's not going to work. <laughs> listen, Linda, listen. Uh, what, what have you jumped from? Um, well, past? I always loved the name Samantha. Like, growing up, I wanted to be called name. Samantha so that people could call me Sam. So I'd be, like, a cool skater girl named Sam. Or I wanted to be called, like, Charlotte so that people Ooh. could call me Charlie. Ooh. I know. So That's I like cool. these names. Yeah. I like those kind Charlotte of... Charlotte is a very pretty word. It's hilarious, though, because I always wanted a name that would have, like, a a boy nickname to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are that cute. Is. On girls, those are precious. But then I met so many dudes named Lane, and I was like, holy crap, I had one the whole time. I didn't even know. <laughs> Poetic wow. justice. It, truly. What about boys' names? Would you... Oh, obviously you just blew that one. Well, actually, I, I do like Samuel, or like Christian. You like Sam. I do. I and call him Chrissy? So you want a boy with a girl's nickname? <laughs> yeah. You're a dick. That's nah. <laughs> What about you, Bethany? Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, I've always liked Bethany. Ooh. I've loved that name always. Actually, I do. Bethany. I think I do know why. Whenever I think about it, I think it's because in high school, I definitely watched Glee, <laughs> and what's the guy? I don't know the character with the mohawk. He he sings the, puck. the Kiss song, um, Beth. And know? that's why you love that. And name? I love that song, and I already liked that name my older sister had a friend named bethany in high school that was like super, super cute, cute and i definitely had a crush ooh, on her ooh, ooh. so you know that was enough there already mm-hmm. and then i heard that song and i was like yep yeah, that that's a great one that what one's in the books you marry a beth would even you... better than i would you know beth's i don't have junior. to I, you know that's <laughs> why don't girls do that do girls not do junior no 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 huh this patriarchal society. This is what I'm saying. Only God. your name is worth passing down. <laughs> Which is hilarious because um, my grandfather is Larry Eugene Zabrowski. And so he had a Zabrowski. son. Zabrowski. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I didn't know how to spell it. My cousin who's six years younger than me, I went home when I was like eight. And she sang me a song. Z-A-B- wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. Spell Zabrowski, John Michael. All right. I'm picturing Lebowski, so... You're uh, Lebowski, Lebowski. Zabrowski, right? Am I saying it right? Well, we Z- say it's Zabrowski. Y'all say Zabrowski? Don't give me any more hints. Okay, Zabrowski. Okay. What about this? Can I ask you where your... Sentence, <laughs> can I ask where your grandpa's from? Poland. What? Yeah. Come on, where else would ski come from? Quit stalling. I don't want to hover on this for too long. Either. Okay, okay, okay. Z-A-B-R-A... U B R B R Eyes closed. A U S K I? That's a couple I don't know. Extra letters there. I'm gonna say dead wrong. Is wrong, yeah. Yeah, I figured. How many extra user I never even did a spelling thing before. B R A U U U A seven. Did I forget a Q? 
<laughs> the Q's silent. All right, Max, how do you spell Zabrowski? Z-A-B-R-O-W-S-K-I. Ooh, very close. Ah, titties. Z-A-B-O-R-O-W-S-K-I. Zabrowski. Do you have to sing it in order to spell it correctly? Probably, yeah. I do that with Louisiana. What? Oddly enough, because like when I was younger, That's a I tough learned, one to spell. Well, you know, I learned to cheer whenever I was a kid on like a swim team, and we just go L O U I S I A N A Louisiana Louisiana. Hey hey hey. So every time I, I like spell that. Louisiana in my head, I I have to do go, that for aggressive. I, I sing along. Aggressive. B E A G G R E S S I V E. B aggressive. B B aggressive. Uh, broccoli, B R O C C O L I I, and the broccoli, and don't know why. Wow. <laughs> I'm in love with you. And then the I'm third one child, is, <laughs> is beautiful. We're going to start every a family time. together. <laughs> <laughs> every time Steph I write it out, I have to go B E A U T F O. Every time. Oh, yeah, I do that too. B E A U T F O. Thank you, Jim Carrey. Did mm-hmm. y'all ever do spelling bees? Uh, <clears throat> no, no, I didn't. No. I saw my sister go up and she went to spell the word crowd. And no she way. said C R O U D. Oh, bitch. No. And after that, I was like, I could never do this because Becky's way smarter than I am. Becky? I mean, the pressure, <laughs> too, of just standing up there oh, and being horrible. like, all right, spell this word. And you're so young. It's time for public humiliation. <laughs> oh, man. In fifth grade, I got out on Starry because I was just weird. I did R E Y or something stupid. Sixth grade, contiguous. Ooh. Can you spell contiguous right now? God, I'll never forget how to spell contiguous <laughs> in my entire life. Jim I have Michael. nightmares about contiguous. Your face just scrunched up so Well, the U-O-U is such yeah. a weird... And, like, U-O-S. I was in sixth grade, and I had never heard the word before. Um, but, and then municipality. Jock. Municipality, I missed in front of the entire middle school. Ouch. Not in front of the entire municipality. No, thankfully not. That's excellent wordplay, young lady. Something I forgot in spirit of words. Uh, we gotta. Call. Can you turn your phone off? Whose phone is that? Who's who? Who's? Might be mine. No. Oh, look at that! I'm getting a phone call. Not okay. today, Corpus Christi. <laughs> Mine's not hooked um, up to the computer though. No, it's okay. Um, I want to do vocal warm-ups. We got a couple of thespians in the house. Yeah. We Wait. probably know the most fun ones ever. I just remembered. Go my on. grandfather's name, Larry Eugene Zabrowski. He had a son, my uncle, Larry Eugene Zabrowski. Oh, right, right. And then my mom and my dad didn't have any sons together. I have a brother, but he's my half-brother. Um, and so they didn't have anybody to pass the name down to. So that's why you're looking at lame Elizabeth Corn, so that I could keep the well. L-E alive. Mm. So I'm like a junior. Nice. Legacy. That's pretty cool beans. Thanks, man. That's relatively cool potatoes. Yeah, my sister is Rita, Patricia, Caitlin, and Cohen. That no. Andy kind of threw no, no, in no, there. No, 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 no. That's Go a back. lot. Yeah, Rita, Patricia, Caitlin, and Cohen. She's got more than me. I don't think Anne is on her birth certificate, but we throw it in there sometimes. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if my mom was like, we're probably not going to have another one. Let's give her all the names. <laughs> No, <laughs> but Rita is my my mom's mom's name. Patricia is my dad's mom's name, and then she goes by Katie, so it's very strange. What? Yeah, my sister's name is Katie, but her full name is Rita Patricia Caitlin. Weird. Anne. I like the name for a girl, and everyone always makes money fun of me for this. But Jasmine. Who makes money for it? Everyone always <laughs> makes money off me for this. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine Felicity Fisk. Call her Jazz. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to call them men? 
<laughs> you know, my uh, one of my neighbors, <laughs> he doesn't speak any English, uh, and he has a dog named Jess. <laughs> That he lets run around the entire street with no leash, just goes up and down and up and down. And then he goes, every day, I come home, almost every day, I come home from work and the dog's going up and down the street, up and down the street. You know, I'm like, oh, hey, Jazz, okay, okay, okay. Which I know, if dogs can understand their owners at all, he doesn't understand anything I'm saying. I mean, to him, I'm speaking gibberish. Right. Because his, other than his name. Because uh, then his owner comes out and he always goes, Jazz, Jazz, kiss, kiss. Does he say kiss, kiss? Before yes, he, goes... he says kiss, kiss, <laughs> and then he makes the kissing noises. I, I, I don't understand at all. And I learned because I was walking my dog. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, how, how old's your dog? And he was like, uh. <laughs> I was kiss, like, kiss. okay, um. What's your dog's name? He goes, uh, I'm like, dog, dog. He's like, oh, Jazz. And, you know, that's when I figured it out. What, is he French, you said? No, I, I don't know. It, it's some sort of, uh, like, Middle Eastern, mm. Arabic type. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Hmm. I, I've asked, but he just <laughs> smiles and nods at me and then says, kiss, kiss. to kiss. America and not speak English? <laughs> I think, well, I think uh, some of the people that live with him do speak English so yeah, they, you gotta and maybe he just I don't know maybe I, I have no idea just it's me poor strategy yeah when those I are the only words Spain, he knows is jazz I didn't and know Spanish yet <laughs> mm. how long did you live in Spain uh, seven months whoa cool why uh, during school, I transferred to a school out there. So it was, it was basically a study abroad. That. Is that why? Because I don't think I met you until later on. When? When did that you? That would have been two thousand. What year? Of, oh, okay. So that was my after. junior year. Okay. Wow. Uh, how's Spain? Where'd Where'd you move? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I lived in a place called Lagroño. It's in like the north of Spain, like right outside of Basque Country. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like four hours north of Madrid. And then, like, four and a half hours northwest of Barcelona. What's the major export of <coughs> Spain? I don't know, but out of Logroño, it's wine. Oh, ooh. I would assume major wine import. For the most part. Oh, yeah. It's the capital of La Rioja region. If you've ah, ever had a Rioja, Rioja wine, it's delicious. So, bottles that we sell at the restaurant that I work at in New York are like. $250, and I was getting that same bottle down the street at a grocery store for one euro. What? Wow. <laughs> and they sell wine in, like, giant juice boxes. Like, it looks like... Little cartons? A, yeah. Dude, we it's gotta adorable. get in the wine game. I know. I've been yeah. craving wine lately. Yeah? I mean, I'm around beer so much, it's like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I want to only have wine for the next, like, ever. ever. Two weeks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Do you LeBron. are you just slamming brews these days because you work for a beer company so it's just well I, you probably get yeah. so much free right oh yeah no I can pretty much take home whatever I want whoa yeah it's nice I uh, grab this AC unit grab this yeah microwave. well you know we at the beginning of each like run <laughs> when we're starting the beer up there's going to be some that aren't the correct weight. You know, oh, each what? each can needs to be over 365 grams. And if it's not, then it's called a low fill. 
So hmm. we can't we can't sell those or distribute. Is it possible them. to be overfilled, or is it I mean, at capacity at that? It can get like more filled. Because you should take all yeah. those that have more. Well, yeah, we can't really. <laughs> it doesn't really get much higher than 380, 300. Uh, the highest I've ever seen is like 385. Um, but you know, whenever the top, whenever the lid goes on, it you know pushes out a little bit of the beer. Um, so the goal is you know to hit 365 to 375, and. Uh, Anything that's low, we put in the fridge for us. Hmm. We can all just take home. That's the, awesome. the the first day, it was probably like my first or second week there, and it was the first day I was running running the canning line myself, uh, by myself, and I was really nervous because I didn't want to mess up, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of beer. Right. <laughs> Which I did. <gasps> but, but. It was, you know, good in a sense, um, because Don't do that they hadn't again. had low fills in about two weeks, which is really good for the packaging team. Really bad for everyone that works at the brewery. <laughs> because you get to because there's no free beer right, right. Um, for them to take home, and so then it was my so first day. So you ruined everything, yeah, and yeah. everybody got free beer. Yeah, I ruined oh, you're everything like a hero there. in a financial a statement, plan, yeah. but everyone was really, really happy with me because there was so much free beer. Um, like, the guy who was training me, he walked away, and little did I know, the air pressure started to go really low. And um, I, I didn't know what I was, what mistake I was trying to look for to fix. Because so, it's your first Right, week. right. So, I, you know, I'm trying to open up the, the flows and, and the fill heads and stuff like that. That's what's filling the cans with beer. So I'm opening it up so that it's pouring out more and more and more. And it... I couldn't fix the problem and about 20 minutes goes by and we're doing about 42 cans a minute which is not a lot um, but it's as fast as we can go sounds like my junior year in college as well <laughs> I was like 42 and, uh, cans a minute that's my record yeah we ended up with uh, 815 low fills for oh. the day Oh, I was boy. so embarrassed, but for the next week, everyone was coming up to me at work, and they're like, "Hey, man, thank you so much for having so many low fills." Up so we, we get to bring home so much beer now. Way to go, take and I was like, the team. "Okay, yeah, I, I, that, that works." John Michael Moore. Yeah, man. Soon Put me in charge, rage, man. Get free. Get free beer. Free beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we please do some vocal warm ups? Yeah. All right, what sure. you guys got? Well, what, what kind I, I of a warm up do you want? I want the one with Nagasaki in it. What is that one? What? Lake Titicaca, <laughs> Nagasaki. What, what, oh, wait, you are you talking like... about um, Joanna Battles? Yeah. Bodega, bodega, yeah. bodega. Bodega, bodega, bodega. Topeka, Topeka, Topeka. Topeka, Topeka, Topeka. Come on, you're not. Topeka, Topeka, Bodega, Topeka, Bodega, Topeka. Topeka, Bodega, Topeka, Bodega, Topeka, Bodega, Topeka. Oh, the last Topeka was hard. Yeah. I'll never forget Molly Rivers would crush the. She stood upon the balcony, inexplicably mimicking him, hiccuping whilst amicably welcoming him in. People always love that one. That is a good one. She and I did not get along, so I've kind of Molly or Joanna. So, um, but Joanna, yeah, Joanna and I did not get along. Um, this I, is a, a vocal, like a, a renowned vocal coach uh, at LC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's now at she's elsewhere, Louisville or St. let's St. not target her specifically. We don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Back she, to she went. She's teaching. I'm uh, a huge fan of Joanna, Joanna Battles, but I'm no, no, no. We just, I don't, yeah, we just didn't. 
click, which mm-hmm. happens, especially mm-hmm. when you're taking like an arts class. Like it's going to happen. You're not going to get along with some of your artist professors. Uh, Rick Holden or Holbin, whatever the French toast his name is. But again, <laughs> let's stop talking about people we don't like. Continue. Sure. No, yeah. I mean, so I've kind of forgotten a lot of that class. Uh, um, whether that was done intentionally or unintentionally. Wait, did, you Wait, did we have dialects? Yeah, we, yeah. I think yeah, we, we definitely we all, took. Were you I in think that we class? We all had it. Yeah. Were you yes. in that class? Is that how we met? So oh, y'all, geez. just without even having to Guys, say it, back. I want y'all to think and remember. <laughs> one day in that class. I wouldn't have missed. I was like my favorite no, class I, in college, so I don't think one I'm, day. What happened? A certain oh, day when an <laughs> argument happened between me. And the aforementioned instructor. Yes. What happened? Well, it, well okay. she well, was like, okay. yeah, you're really a stupid little boy. No, it was silly. <laughs> it was, I was like, oh, get off my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. It was like, and skit, actually, though. it was a scene that Lane and I did together. And it was, which dialect did we do together? Was it Australian? No. It was either Scottish, was Australian, Australian I would Indian, mm. really, really received bad. pronunciation. Was it British? I think it was the Indian. It might have been Indian. That was the tough. But it was one. not for me. Third, you can oh, do no. good Indian. Indian was Indian for some easy. reason is something that has always come very easy to me. I don't exactly know why, and it's not going to be something that I'll ever be able to play myself. Never be able to use. But my phrase to get into it is baby bottom, baby bottom, <laughs> baby bottom. My favorite is I want something to drink. I want something to drink. Drink. Something to drink. 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 You don't have to move your lips. It's very drink right here. You don't have to move your lips. It is... It's right behind. If you keep your tongue right at the... I feel like you're moving your lips even more. At the... Put me on the spot. Come on. I can't do Indian. It's hard. No. Indian Indian is a a very difficult dialect. Give me something to say in Indian. In Indian. Okay. <laughs> in, 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 in Swahili. No, in an Indian dialect. In an Indian dialect. Um. What do you want to say? <laughs> what do you want to say? It's, it is like say, you have to have this thing in your throat. But it's funny because what Jessica Jane told me is that I have a mm. very rounded, very resonant voice already. So where I resonate from is very similar to a person who is from there. That's amazing. Isn't it weird? And I've never... I don't know. <laughs> That's, that is fantastic. And yeah. you're not going to play an Indian Absolutely never! Soon, right? Maybe on a cartoon. Maybe, but, but it's still it. probably not the accepted. Fair. Because that's, like, offensive. Yeah, For man. you to talk yeah. like you don't talk. If you talk like how what someone else talks, like, that's yeah. not cool, But man. then again, think about, like, Cleveland on Family uh. Guy. Think about Bob's Burgers, where two of the female characters are played by males. Played by males. And their voices yeah, are hardly... Sure. Feminine. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, Edna Mode what? from The Incredibles is the director, the male oh, director. Oh, who could no it be, way. darling? Everyone important's already here. He is stimulating, <laughs> and I'm... Oh, I've forgotten <clears throat> I'm brilliant and he's stimulating. We deserve each other. <laughs> that was really good. Is that, that's from uh, whenever she sees the baby. Yeah. Oh, how good. That was so Dude, incredible too. I saw it twice. I haven't in seen the it. Bitch. I know. It's on the Netflix. Damn it. LeBron's going to have to wait. It's only for a little while longer what? because isn't Disney opening their own like <laughs> thing? Where it's they're oh, Disney's yeah, having yeah. their own like streaming, streaming service. Channel. Yeah. So... Hmm. Watch all the Disney movies you can on Netflix now. Because they're going back in the vault, man. Damn. Do y'all remember that? When all the Disney movies started going back into the vault? 
What do you mean? Get the get Beauty on the Beast in VHS because released it's... from the vault. Yeah. You know, like they would do those things. They would just do. Well, actually, it must have been DVDs by this. It would point. be. It would. Well, in it, they did it with uh, VHS as well, and they would. They would only sell certain movies at certain times. I see. You don't remember that? Whenever we were like really little. I don't know. Yeah. Y'all are both younger Probably than like I am, I think. 2000. I'm only younger by a year, though. Like right. two. So, yeah. I'm sure we experienced a little a bit younger by like things. 30. Whatever. Years. Seconds. <laughs> Ghost Incredibles 2. 42 beers in a minute. That's about how much younger Some. I am. And dog beers are than one. Well, first of all, we're not done with vocal warm ups. We're going to get back. And the wait, dialects. I want to hear about. The oh wait! Uh, okay, go on, go on. so yeah, actually, oh, Wayne and I were okay. doing this scene, and it was the third scene in a row where myself and my partner were the last group to go. And obviously, as you know, we the three of us took acting classes. If you're the last person to go in class, odds you are you're, you're not going to get you're not you going to get, get to work your scene. You're not going to get really that much help. You might get one or two notes, and then it's like, oh, time to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And so this was now the third time in a row hmm. that it had happened to me. Youth. And it was about five minutes left of class. And she asked if we were ready. And I even mentioned to her, I said, <gasps> oh, can we, do you mind if we go next time? Because I'd really prefer to be able to work the I scene. And I'd, I'd really like to get some Didn't feedback. Didn't she accuse you of not again. being prepared? And then she said, do you not have your lines memorized? I said, I've got about 85, 90%, but you know, I like to leave that last person up to uh, instinct. Up to gumption. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she was like, oh, so you don't have your work prepared. That's what it is. And I was like, no, that's not the case at all. And then she, what did she say? I want to, I don't want to misquote. She said, you don't have your shit prepared. That's why you don't want to do your scene. And I said, I don't want to do my scene because I want to get notes from you. And this is now going to be the third time that I and my partner don't get that. But you know what? Lane and I are ready. So let's go. And we did the scene and she gave Lane, she only gave Lane feedback. Oh, and then uh, I actually, as she was giving, like, finished giving Lane feedback, I just, like, walked out. I just, like, went to my next class. And then, like, that was, our relationship was obviously, I don't know what it was. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I bugged her. Maybe she, maybe she born, didn't like, maybe she didn't like she me. Was a it, Virgo, it, obviously, it was something that, like, Pisces. I mean, because I have no memory of ever. Like, having any sort of, like, altercation. Having any sort of altercation or, like, or Letting or her down anything, in any way. Anything. She, which is funny, because the opposite was true for me. That she just liked me out of nowhere. I don't yeah. even remember like earning so her respect. So many people loved her, I think and I was like, "Liked you out of nowhere." I think that's pretty unanimous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Probably just my crazy. sweet mustache. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's your. You have this kind of general. You're not particularly intimidating. You're very like sweet and I'm so intimidating. Pretty. And then you have this voice with me that just like flows like. A, a waterfall of honey like butter all right like lebron's butter. back yeah. on <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right um, see you in nine months well LeBron. i guess the, <laughs> this is not a molly manali situation <laughs> moving on unless we have any other vocal warm-ups because i do love um, tongue twisters and vocal warm-ups what's a good one Ooh, theophilus thistle 
Theophilus Theophilus Thistle. Theophilus Thistle, the successful thistle sifter, and sifting a sieve full of unsifted thistles, thrust 3,000 thistles through the thick of his thumb. Now, if Theophilus Thistle, the successful thistle sifter, and sifting a sieve full of unsifted thistles, thrust 3,000 thistles through the thick of his thumb, see that thou, in sifting a sieve full of unsifted sifles, thrust not 3,000 thistles through the thick of thy thumb. Success to the successful thistle sifter. <laughs> if your jaws aren't on the ground right now, what the then what is wrong with fuck? you? Let's do the first half of that, but you gotta take it line by line. You going down this road with me, oh, yeah. baby? Let's All go. Right. Let's, Let's do do drive. Alright. Theophilus Thistle. Theophilus Thistle. The successful thistle sifter. The successful thistle sifter. Thrust three thousand thistles. Thrust three thousand thistles. Through the thick of his thumb. Through the thick of his thumb. Alright. That was the whole thing? No. Okay, no, I was about to say, I feel like it was a lot <laughs> longer <laughs> than that. The opposite, what? Is that even how it started? And then started? you kind of repeated. <laughs> no, that, that, was, that, was, that was good. Um, there's something about cunning stunt kites, which is Ooh, a dangerous one. That's a dangerous one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's um, why I can nails. What was the one with Nagasaki? <laughs> And then we would, we would say, I don't remember that one at we all. Would, I'll never forget, I'll never, come on. And you then we would say, fuck you, to different oh, corners yeah. of the room. We'd oh, point at the good. corner. I love that one. Guys, fuck does you. anybody know what the hell was about Rosita stealing the bike? Hey, what? Rosita, that's, that's my, my bike. bike. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, I of course hey, I remember that. Rosita, that's mom. <laughs> that's not even a tongue twisting at all. No, it's not, but it was funny because whoever was leading would just like add in and knew however they said it. Uh-huh. You had to say it so they'd be like, hey, Rosita, this is my bag. And then you'd be like, hey, Rosita, that's my bike. Hey, yo, Rosita, that's my motherfucking bike. And then everybody would say it, and then anytime that it was my turn, I would go, hey, Rosita, that's my motherfucking bike, bitch. <laughs> That was my favorite thing. That's my motherfucking bike, bitch. <laughs> Maybe that's the charm of the exercise. Is it kind of? Yeah. I don't know. I because I, I like just remember all of your own mimicking. channel, but yeah. still conforming just enough oh, to stay yes. safe. Conforming and stealing like an artist. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, you guys can all sing, right? Can we harmonize a little bit? Try. Good I was thinking. I was thinking. You and I, we hit the bass in, like in the third, and then you go in like a little run. Cause I just assumed you're a singer, right? Sort of. Okay, I so not don't have the skills that you think I do. <laughs> I doubt that entirely. Well, we'll, we'll start so with a, a nice little try. <laughs> start with just like a. Uh, uh, well, how about this? You pick. You pick where you want to start, and then I'll harmonize with you. And Lane will harmonize on top of us. So Beef is the bass. Yeah, because I know James how to the third. do this. You're the fifth. You got it. You, sure. got, you got the ear. <clears throat> you Take think I do. Sit up straight. All right, come on. This is not the minor leagues. <laughs> this is the Snuggly Dragon Podcast. Does anybody need a, a brew before this begins? Uh, I'm good. I'm trying not to get too drunk at 3 p.m. on Thursday. Ah, right. oh, come on. <laughs> All right, give me another one. Yeah. This is like 42 in a minute too. or what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to be swimming around. I'll, I'll keep it low. I'll keep it manageable for you guys. Uh, that's kind of where we're going to be about on the Snuggly Dragon Podcast. That sounds pretty great. John Michael, thanks for coming on the show. There right. we go. We got it, man. All right, ready? <clears throat> uh, mm. Yo!
okay. So what I was thinking, what you would do next is like a nice. Ah. Can you do like a cool <laughs> run? No, I can't do runs. Wait, I'll do it. I'll run. Okay. I was like, run. I'll run. <laughs> okay, so. And look, here's the thing. I guess I'll uh, I'll even I'll be the third one in. So Lane, yeah, I'll you've got a you've, you can, you've got a nice low voice too, um, which is great because you can sing super high as well. Um, so you hop in second, mm-hmm. and then I'll just hop in with some. Uh, let's let's raise this one up. Let's get it kind of high. Let's start kind of high. Okay. <clears throat> Beef the bass again. Yeah. So not too shabby. Uh, took me a second to find to find where I was going to start. No, I know I was totally putting you on the spot. It's it's not easy. I can't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Oscars. Did you guys watch uh, any of the films that were up? Not, I watched some of the films, Oscars? but I didn't watch the Oscars. You watched Bohemian Rhapsody? I did not. Not yet. Not yet. No. LeBron is back off. <laughs> No, I haven't seen oh, it yet. Have you seen the poster of LeBron that I got from children? Yes. <laughs> okay. No way. Oh my god, it's been behind me the whole time. LeBron and three lions. Three wow. gorgeous lions. Look at that hairline. I mean, that's when he Who's was Who's LeBron smooching to in that picture, though? That's what I want to know. Probably Don't himself. be racist. He just got big puffy lips. No, he's not. He is definitely <laughs> smooching. He's, what do you think? He's blowing a kiss? Come on. No. He absolutely <laughs> No, he's, he's definitely he's, he's, okay. Maybe he's like of the giving a little pat. Yeah, a yeah. Little it's like a little like a swag. Like I'm king of the NBA. Here are my three lions. Yeah, That's the kind of kiss that he's kissing. Also um, strange to have like three grown ass male lions in the same pride. You don't know <laughs> or like oh, a really true. good Thank editor. You. No, this is real, <laughs> and it's this weird scientifically. I should be babes. Be one dude and three babes. Yeah. They, those three lions would be totally uh, stentorious. Each other to yeah, well, maybe that be... is the point: is that he would be able to withstand. Such they should sit on the, on the three side male of the court. lions. They do. Oh, yeah, I don't never watch basketball. I, I don't watch the basketball. Basketball. You know. Basketball. The basketball. <laughs> right. The basketball sport. <gasps> Yo, I was in an Uber. Oh my god. I caught myself in an Uber. I caught myself in an Uber at the strange time when I was going to the airport, but other people were leaving a bar. <laughs> so okay. I'm like, I guess I'm gonna get started for my day. I got my coffee. I got my bag. Okay. Oh, oh hi. So are are you here mornings. for? Um... Yeah, you like... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> are you I here sleep for in a library. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, can't use I my am full very voice quiet in the morning. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, I do. <laughs> Y'all don't do you don't talk quieter in the morning. I like I mean I talk more like this in the to morning. stay quiet really to not wake up my roommates in but, the morning. But like even if I like speak to my roommates, like I always talk like this and it's crazy because I have one roommate who's like, Hey, top of the morning do you? And I'm like, Hey. Yeah, no, I'm so, not about that. I live in an Irish library. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, Okay. Anywho, so Continue. in this car, I'm sitting in the front and they're in the back and they were saying the most hilarious things i've ever heard in new york like slang is so <laughs> different there's a girl in the back and she's like dude seriously nah man like no funny dude no funny i'm gonna move out there in two years i was like 
Oh, like, no joke? You seem no funny. <laughs> what is that? And they were talking about the club that they had just left, and he goes, yeah, man, I mean, like, booties bouncing everywhere, like, basketballs during practice. I was wow. like, yo. yo, I like that. And then she was like, yeah, and then my friend was like, go dance with this girl, and I tried to get up behind her, but you know, like, how difficult it is to catch a white girl swag, like, you know what I mean? And he goes, yeah, you can't catch a white girl's flow, they just do whatever they want. I was like, <laughs> and I'm sitting in the front seat, like, Oh, that's what. Okay, I was thinking it was more to catch a white girl's essence and uh, attraction. Yeah, but it's more just like like no, like dance. he was. She was trying to grind with her, and like couldn't catch her rhythm because she was like. Well, maybe she was just a bad whatever. dancer. I mean, I've danced with some people Do, that yeah. I'm just like. How is it that I'm a, a better bad, dancer than you? Have you ever met a bad black dancer though? Because I don't think I have. Huh. Yeah, you can say yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm considering it. But then again, but he's a very stiff person in general. Uh-huh. I honestly can't imagine a bad dancer that I know in my life. Like I don't know anybody that would be like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, bad that's dancer. a good point too. Really? Yeah, no, because I think it's just move the way you want to move, and as long as they're having fun and they're expressing themselves, and like, it's more of the not experience. caring about like being quote unquote looked at. Theater hippies. But you're one hundred percent totally correct. true. You're one hundred percent correct. Yeah, man. You know how badly some of those people—not all, but some of those people that stand there all night on the side—want to just dance. Just want to wiggle. Yeah, they want to feel comfortable doing it, but don't. So they just never let themselves be happy. Yeah. You know how much that sucks, dude. If you don't dance, you're missing out on a spectrum of existence reserved for the champions. Like, absolutely, it man. is the greatest. It's the best thing in the whole world. It's, it's the one of the key fundamentals relief. of being a human being. Think about it. One of the first things we do, make noise and dance. And dance. As soon dance. as we can stand up on our feet, we start dancing. It's something that like happens hmm. immediately. It's innate. So, so. It, it, it's I mean, think about like speech. babies bouncing. They'll hear a song and they yeah. start dancing. They start moving and they get You've excited. Ever, have you ever held Music a baby's hands when they're just learning how to stand so and they start bobbing their knees and you're holding on to so. them and they haven't they're not standing by themselves yeah, yet, but they bob their knees babies dance before they speak and they start Whoa. kicking big time that's it's beautiful cool. sentiment yeah man um i had a great it's story. so natural uh the the chakra dancing that we did oh man that movement studio changed my perspective man, yeah, man. I, and i remember it was with your favorite vocal coach Shawn michael and at the beginning she's like all right if you if you cry, like, don't worry about it. Like, it's totally normal to cry. And I was like, yo, okay. I'm not going to cry. Lady. Theater pussies are going to cry. <laughs> I'm in a frat. Like, I don't cry. I don't cry. Unless I'm being paddled. But those are, like, happy tears. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask y'all about kind of the, like, like, being a theater kid making fun of other people. In the oh, face so of being other people making fun theater of theater people kids, don't make so... fun of people. Oh so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. yeah, they just Sorry do it behind disappoint. closed doors. <laughs> I caught plenty we do it of on stage for being <laughs> a theater kid. But um, oh, yeah. I was the only one in that class to cry. It was, it was like there was it was my root chakra or something. I don't know. But well, it was whatever. Like dad or something, and it was just like, and here we are with twenty or so people in this big room. And the temperature has changed because of the movement of all for these half people an hour that you don't know. Straight. Yeah, and it, it takes crazy, you that man. first. It takes you that first little bit to like kind of. You're looking at people. You're feeling mm-hmm. self-conscious, but if you do that for twenty minutes, it's like eventually you break the barrier. And right, dude. You 
meet yourself. Yeah, man. Right? It's it's a, like in, it's a form uh, of meditation, man. That's yeah, why like absolutely. I loved like one of my favorite classes in through theater School. training in college was uh, contact improv, and I, like I said, I'm not a dancer. Yeah. Right, but that class gave me levels of acceptedness and confidence in myself mm. that I learned only from that. Absolutely. And could have not been taught that any other way. Well, it no, was just almost by chance that it affected me that way. A point, mm. like you said, like at first I was really like reserved. I was very much like, yeah, okay, like this is a little weird for right. me. Mm-hmm. And at first when it started I was like, okay, we're with And you're doing your kind of <clears throat> your joke dance moves. I'm moving, your first guys. Words, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, isn't this weird? And you're like making eye contact with Giggling everybody else with to like check people. how cool you are. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm still cool, right? Because this is weird. Is it still weird? Yeah, because this is lame and I'm above this. This <laughs> is so lame. Yeah. And then like twelve minutes in you make eye contact with somebody and you're like I've never seen you before. Huh, I don't know who yeah. you are, but I feel like I know you better now than I did when this class began. Yeah. Your, and your there would just be like, come off. yeah. And it would be weird because there would be some people that would like realize that they were having their own personal moment and would make eye contact and like dart away because they're like, oh wait, I've I've let down a barrier and now right. I'm I'm gonna be in this space without any barriers but I'm going to do it by myself but then every now and then you would catch somebody who's willing to keep that eye contact with you and it would be like incredibly spiritual and strange because you're like wiggling around and you're like I feel vulnerability so vulnerable but I've locked eyes with you and now we're just going to have like a little dance to this moment thank you and move on and it was just swap partners insane yeah yeah. It it there was some cool shit that went on in that building. I kind of wanted to ask you guys, and, and you had a good answer, like what the major takeaways were of studying theater. I mean, that's a that's quite studying a, the human condition, studying the human experience. It's. I mean, so I currently I, I still teach theater as oh, well, right. and I co-run an acting studio out here in <clears throat> in Metairie, and what's it called? Uh, Debbie Godey's Screen Actors Studio. Debbie Godey's Screen, Ooh, screen Actors Studio. Screen okay. Actors Studio. <laughs> Shout out. Tell us about it. Well, it, the, one of the most important things that I talk about, and I talk about it every single class, is vulnerability hmm. and being okay with it. And I we teach, we have two kids' classes, an advanced and a beginning class, and we have an adult class on Wednesdays. Hmm. But, we, I mean, that's, like, the most important thing that Debbie and I agree is the most important thing to teach is accepting that feeling of vulnerability, which is so hard. And it's much harder for some people than others. Some people, even without the training and the practice, can just be open and can just be mm-hmm. vulnerable immediately. And is that part of it? Like, when people have it, is that... I, I think a bit of shamelessness that word quote unquote it you know that is what people are referencing is that yes is huh. the ability to be vulnerable and comfortable and it's so hard especially to teach that uh, in our kids classes you know because you know, we, we teach kids from 6 to 12 and then once they hit around 14 15 16 they start going to the more advanced older classes Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's hard to have a conversation 
with an eight-year-old who... So I need you to ex- to emote a little more vulnerability for me, Billy. Right. Like, how do you... It's, it's difficult because you have to find certain ways and um, different avenues to go down as a director and a teacher to, like, get that child in the mindset that you need them to be, or at least to assist them in understanding a genuine perspective of what they're trying to do. Right. To be open and to be... Right. And, and it's hard the for child like play is is kind of what you want to get in the adult, right? Oh, well, that's, that's the thing is by the time you're an adult, you have been conditioned throughout your entire life to be this reserved, hardened shell of right. a person. And so many people are like that, and so many people don't know who they are, don't know how to be comfortable with themselves, and it's because of the way we're brought up and the way that we're taught to behave, and you know just listen and listen to adults and obey adults you know yes ma'am yes sir that kind of stuff don't question authority that kind of mentality shrinks personality mm-hmm. i did not mean for that to rhyme but it, yeah, it, it definitely did. Did. <laughs> it's a teacher but yeah you know it's it's really hard to instill that in a kid and like you know sometimes there there are times when we're working with one of our kids who's about to go on um csi new orleans right and so they need to be able to play some pretty heavy stuff deliver yeah you know, and they need to be able to understand what it's what what it is, what it means to be a child that's been kidnapped. Yeah. You know, and you know, how do you how do you explain that to a kid who Who doesn't know has, has like a loving family means. and you know, you have to you especially, you know, with the kids you always the parents always okay the stuff that they um studying and, and that kind of like stuff and, right right you know that's a big thing and it's like if you don't want your child exposed to certain things and you don't go on those auditions mm-hmm. you know that's pretty much the way it goes um but you know every now and then you have the parents that want to you know are okay exposed with it and, to certain things but yeah i mean it's wow, nuts but luckily a lot of those kids who are making those choices to go into those more heavier roles they are typically more committed and they're doing these they're doing private lessons and that gives us mm-hmm. time to be one one and, and really explain to them like the severity of the situation that they are trying to Portray. create with their imagination yeah. you know that's great man i yeah there's this there's this i guess confidence you get with with being okay with being yourself when you're trying to become an actor i mean you you have to because you're it's just you I mean the first day you're like alright monologues like intro monologues <laughs> yeah. and, stuff. and you just kind of get this perspective of yourself as what you're putting on yeah what and, are you presenting versus yeah. what are you experiencing yeah. kind of thing so it's something that I'm kind of recognizing now I actually just I'm going to the Stella Adler Conservatory nice. whoa yeah. for real yeah damn I remember that in our textbooks, that they were talking about, and now Meisner, Meisner textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, one of the biggest things that our teacher right now is teaching us is to think in transitive verbs. So, rather than it, the the monologue that I auditioned with is um, a monologue uh, where a twenty three year old girl has already been married for five years, and she's mm-hmm. speaking to her husband, and she's saying like, "I want to." get jiggy with other people and I need to have these experiences and like make my mistakes because I'm only 23 and I didn't get to do that you're not supposed to be married for five years when you're 23 
I know how to be in this relationship and I know how to be a part of this relationship and I'm really good at it and I don't want to stop doing that, but I don't know how to be my own person. Hmm. And I don't want to bring 50% of a person to this. I want to bring 100% of a person to this. So how do we do this? And of course he's like, well, you vowed to me that you'd be faithful. And she's like, okay, well, you vowed to me that you'd be there for better or for worse. So let's talk. Oh. Yeah. Juice. And it's dope. So... The first line, um, she says, you saved me, John. You rescued me, John. And so I said it, and uh, our teacher, Paul, stopped me, and he goes, what are you trying to do with, to him with that? And I was like, I'm trying to make him see that I love him. And he goes, no. What are you trying to do to him? I was like, I'm being vulnerable no what are you doing to him i'm actor acting what what action what action are you doing and i said um to stop him like if he's walking out the door i say you rescue me john to stop him and he goes good go on and we went through the whole thing and every time i was like well i want him to see that i well i'm trying to make myself feel well i'm discovering within this line and he's like no what are you doing to him break yeah and the, the best thing is that if i do say like well i want him to feel bad for me and he goes okay well, to what end why do you want him to feel bad for you so that he'll stay okay so that's your verb to stop him mm-hmm. to what end that whole time to what end makes me think yeah. of george judy oh yeah, yeah. don't do be this, afraid to kiss her do that <laughs> what <laughs> That's what I remember of George Judy. Uh, my George Don't Judy sounds too to much her. like that, uh, that, that old Yosemite chicken. Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Um, that no, chicken, chicken from, uh, not Yosemite Sam. No. Oh, hey, um, What's his name? Foghorn Leghorn. Leghorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a strong choice. That's a strong Miranda and I always used to lament the fact that he would go, Lang. He would turn my name into nine syllables. And then anytime he said Miranda, it was like the quickest thing out of his mouth. He'd be like, Miranda. Lang. Oh, my God. And every time we'd just look at each other and she'd go, (laughs) <laughs> and I go, Miranda. <laughs> he was a brilliant man, though. Oh, yeah, he, he was. Told me, he told me a good amount. Man. No, but, like, thinking about your monologue, like, what your teacher was doing was basically, like, so that's your monologue. Those are your thoughts mm-hmm. that you're having. Now, and the questions that your teacher was asking you are, like, that's your inner voice mm-hmm. debating with your brain before you speak. Right. Right? Because we all mm. have that mm-hmm. going on in our heads pretty much at all times. We're a couple seconds ahead, you know? That's Mm -hmm. how we form sentences. Right. You know? And so what your teacher's asking you is what's causing you to get there? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl that was, like, kind of combative to to his idea that you never say anything on stage for yourself. Nothing that you say. He he says it every class. He's like, "You you don't say anything for your own good. You're never saying something because... I need to come for myself in this moment Mm -mm. and then moving on to you again and then going back and she said something that was like well why not you know what if I do need to reconcile with myself and after he had discussed this I just looked at her and I was like because if you're saying it out loud it's for someone else otherwise it's still just be Mm -hmm. a thought 
if you're saying it out loud, it's for someone else, yeah. no matter what it is. Even if it does comfort you in some way, even if it is a discovery for you in some way, right. you don't say it if it's not for, that reason, for yeah. somebody else. Otherwise, it'd still just be a thought. Yeah, it's interesting to realize. Loved that. I <laughs> guess I, I learned that people do things for a reason. You you don't just do things. So I, every, exactly what you're saying. Every time you say something or you're you're trying to make something happen, you're just which so it was kind of cool to analyze from a cause and effect standpoint mm-hmm. and, and to make it engaging, interesting thing to watch. It's like we want to watch this person trying to do this or trying to get that. And it kind of just translates into life. It made me realize, because, I mean, you know, a, a play or whatever is just re- revelatory of a real-life scenario. And it's like, it was cool to kind of analyze life through analyzing fake life, you know? And it kind of, oh, there's yeah. a lot of lessons that, that permeate. That's what all of theater school was to me, was, you know, as you analyze these characters, as you read these scripts, as you you know peer into the window of these people's lives mm-hmm. you're really just peering into yourself into the people around you recognizing what human behavior is recognizing why do we feel comfort when we watch television why is it that we're so invested in these characters why you know why do we watch as much television in you know theater and movies as we do and it's because we yearn to see and to to connect with people and it allows you to experience things that I would have never gotten the opportunity to experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in the cockpit with two pilots that the plane is crashing. You know, I've been there because I've seen it. I've seen them communicate and they're freaking out and they're flicking all the buttons. I've, I've experienced these emotions mm. vicariously through seeing them presented to me in films and things like that. And that's crazy. We're so, we're so lucky and so... We're so much more intelligent, and we should have such bigger hearts because we can empathize with so much more because we've been shown these experiences that we never could have possibly. It's a cool time to live, man. Yeah. All the technology we have and the social media and just the ways that we can connect and communicate. And it's terrifying at the same time. Right, it's kind of horrible. Because as much as it connects us, how much does it disconnect us? Oh, a lot. So much. Because it disintegrates desensitizes things very much too. What you mean? Which is weird because you know. Experiences. Right. I mean if if we watch uh, NCIS New Orleans how many like girls are just dead and they were raped or whatever and it's like okay well I've seen this a hundred times on this show. You know what I mean? It's it's every episode. And so you just see those things and you kind of become desensitized Desensitized. Why am I so That's a with Desensitized. <laughs> Desensitized. After all that vocal warm up. To these. <sighs> Should have done more with the teens. With violence, because uh-huh. we're more like accustomed to it. Yeah, it's Maybe. a weird time too, for sure. Yeah, but with something as powerful as the internet, like <laughs> you can't expect there to not be amazing things and horrific things. Oh yeah. Not just, like, on the internet, because, yes, there are, but I just mean, like, in terms of how it affects us, people, and the way we speak to one another, what we expect from one another when we speak to each other, Mm -hmm. what, you know, like, it completely changes people's perspective. In interactions. Or actually, I guess, more like perception, because it's, like, what they think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I think it's 
great. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking this the other day, like, okay, people who lived 300 years ago, from this vantage point, I would be like, oh, that would suck. But 300 <laughs> years ago, you don't they know like, any better. You're like, this is the pinnacle of civilization. <laughs> but, no, I would I would pick... <laughs> what syphilis? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I would pick right now, What syphilis? <laughs> Let me just put this powdered us? wig on my head and hide I feel the sores. Incredibly strange and euphoric. What syphilis? <laughs> oh my god. I was asking. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I had two uh, very theatrical personages, not unlike yourselves, uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, and I asked them what kind of the scariest, most high stakes backstage moments had happened, or, or even just on stage moments where. When things go wrong, yeah. and you have to kind of keep stuff up, and I, I kind of brought up, I was like, "All right, what if someone passes out on stage? Like, do you stop? Just the show must go on. Do you I stop?" I have it? a lot of weird stuff. That's okay, that's weird. Like that's a some crazy. Good one. Stuff. Well, yeah, look, I, I, riddle me that. Like, let's say we're doing what a scene, do? and Beef is just killing it, and he's just crushing it, and everyone's crying, but he just passes out. Do you like play that off, bring him backstage, then run him to a hospital, or do you? Like, has it ever happened, or have you guys ever? I've never seen anything to that degree. Any, yeah, I've never experienced anything like that. I guess it depends on the severity of the issue because I know it must have been probably like two and a half, three years ago now, where um, Cirque du Soleil had their first fatal accident. Yeah, um, like in mid show. Did they stop? They were an aerial silt. They were an aerialist, and they were doing a. A really big drop and they dropped and they fell out of the silk into like the orchestra pit and the crowd didn't know that it so, like, wasn't of course they're like clapping oh and then like lights come up and like they hear people like screaming it was nuts right so obviously if something like that happens yeah show stops immediately but i don't know because like with spider-man didn't like three people die like I don't know three about, people that played Spider-Man that flew over. I know, deaths. like some people were, and then for Phantom, multiple people were super injured in that show. Injured, but not maybe. I don't know deaths. about killed, know. or not killed, but you know. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about Spider-Man, but yeah, that that was a what stuff have disaster. you witnessed personally that was <laughs> sketchy or high stakes? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, let me. I'll I'll do. These are both from the same show, so I'll do them both very quickly. This was um, when so I played sad. Phantom of the Opera. I do have to go soon. Oh, yeah. So the first one was when I'm in the boat and we're, we're going through, leading down to my, my, my area underground, and my cape gets caught up in the wheel in the boat underneath me. And I'm, like, singing this big song, you know, in character, doing my thing. And I, and I start to feel... <laughs> something come up my chest, you know. My it, was like a, it, was like a, it was like a big draped cape, like a big thing. And so it's like slowly coming up my chest. Slowly. I'm singing, <laughs> trying to stay in character. And then I realize what's happening. I'm trying not to freak out on stage in front of a couple hundred people. And then it starts like choking me. <laughs> And I'm like still singing, and then I just like was like I, don't know, like I tried to uh, like I tried to gently like untie it while I was like moving my hands, you know, doing all this stuff. And it was actually right when Christine is doing the. Oh, when she hits the like, high you know, C. you five octaves higher than that, right? Like all that crap. And so like I'm sitting there like trying to like you know being all phantomy and weird. Right. Yeah. And like slowly trying to untie this knot as it's going up my neck, and I feel it getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And I just like 
shot my head back really fast, and the cape slipped off and got oh completely God. caught up in the wheel. And then the rest of the song, poor, the poor girl playing Christine, uh, one of, a really good friend of mine, she's like, you know, kneeling in the boat, and it's like lumping every like few seconds because the wheel is uneven now because it's got a cape tied up in it. And she's like, and I'm like, oh god, oh my god, oh my god. Just thinking that I'm glad I didn't, you know, get your head crushed I, yeah, by this wheel. Yeah, or or choked or anything oh worse than that. It was nuts. And then one time, this same show cloak I was wearing during um, this one song that represents, you know, them having sex. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> I love how it's very close and quiet. You got them. Them having sex. sex. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like. Um, we need to do that again. That was horrible. I wasn't. What? Yeah. So like my my jacket gets caught on the back of her dress. Oh, right. It, we're like behind. I'm like right directly behind her. And we're like doing this choreography and like my it get hooked onto her. Wardrobe and I, I start to walk away. I didn't realize at first. I start to walk away and she like <laughs> comes with me and I'm like. Oh no! Oh no! Like Molly and Ollie. What do I do? This is it. (laughs) Oh my god! And I spend the next thirty seconds of the song like gently caressing her back, trying to like figure out where we're hooked together. And like little did I know, my hand like I was I was like, you know, doing my thing and like paying attention to her and 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 trying to stay in character and not think about where my hand was going. About I was just trying to feel for the the part that was keeping us together and. My hand had reached around and was like almost caressing directly like underneath her her breast. breast. Booby. Her booby. <laughs> and uh, You stopped, you were like her breast. I wasn't sure which word to use to describe, you know, to, which which uh, adjective to choose. Not adjective noun. But I um You look yeah, pretty booby to me. <laughs> <laughs> what a boob. <laughs> That's still a noun. <laughs> Dude, you are blowing it. But, you know, it was terrifying, and I didn't realize until afterward my dad like oh my was God. out in the crowd. He was, like, filming, oh. um, and he was like, hey, so what happened during that song? I was like, what are you talking about? And then he shows me the footage, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it was an accident. I promise, Father. Like, Rosita, that's my that is so bike. Sh- <laughs> so that's not my bike. I have two of my favorite all-time stories. The first time was the importance of being earnest. We were in high school, and it's the scene where like all of the couples have just gotten together, and we're all kissing each other. And Lady, wow. what's her name? I can't even remember. Is supposed to that's like stay. <laughs> Lady, what's her name? She was pretty boobies. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to have, like, this whole monologue and, like, stop us from kissing each other. Except we all start kissing Exant Lady Bracknell. Is that right? She leaves. And so everybody in high school is now left on this stage with no one to stop them from making out with each other. And y'all hadn't rehearsed making out? Well, no, we had. Well, clearly we had, but we were supposed to be stopped almost immediately. So now she has left the person who's supposed to stop all of the kissing. So you rehearsed? Making out, mm-hmm. even though the scene called for you were supposed to not make well, out. Well, we are supposed to make out, but we're supposed to be stopped pretty soon. Start, oh, so they started up, and then, okay. exactly. You know, the I, engine I, starts, but it's I remember done. rehearsing the snogging in my basement in Virginia. <laughs> a one Mr. <sighs> Never mind, I won't say his name. <laughs> it would be so embarrassed, but so you're tongue deep. Out. And with no end in sight. With no end in sight, and it got to the point where we like moved our heads so oh. that no one could see, and we like separated. We we're like, 
to, um, <clears throat> we just have to keep kissing. Does anybody else? Oh, yeah, yeah, we should definitely just keep kissing. And then, um, <laughs> were you there? <laughs> so we keep kissing for, like, an uncomfortable amount of time for an audience. Oh, and then no. Emily Mansfield we- comes back on and she goes, I've missed the last train. <laughs> And we all stopped, and then she continued on with the monologue that she was supposed to have had in the first place. But I'll never forget that she, like, because I could see her off stage, like, I, I left early. I don't know. I don't know why I left. I Everybody's thinking, making out. Everybody's making out. And now I am. I don't know. How, how do I get back on there? How do, I can't just, like, go back into the house. It's not going to make it. I've missed the last train. It was gorgeous. <laughs> and then secondly, during um, my freshman year at LSU when we did Elephant's Graveyard. Oh, yeah. When Brady Lewis... I was oh, playing yeah. the sheriff in 1935. 1935. Like, whatever, Kingsville, Tennessee. Ooh. And they're talking about how amazing Ooh. it is in America that we've got this railroad crane and we've hung an elephant. And he's like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. Bring the world to see the motherfucking day, yeah. And his line is... An elephant, for God's sake! And he's, like, super excited, and he's, like, addressing the entire audience. Except one night, everybody's, like, in tears, and it's so... Oh, my God, and look how horrible this man is. And he goes, An airplane, for God's sake! <gasps> and everybody was what? like... Mm, no! <laughs> and he just goes... And he, like, looks around, and he stops, and he realizes what he said, and he goes... I mean it, for God's sake. <laughs> Gee whiz. It was fantastic. Miranda and I have I always liked him. He was good. Weeks and weeks and weeks. We were just like, an airplane, for God's sakes. <laughs> airplane. I know you got to get moving, so I we'll do. enter our final segment, unfortunately, of the show. How do we make the world a better place? What mm. intel can you distill based on your existence through this wacky... Thing called life can you share with our listeners that may might benefit their, their day a little bit it could be as practical or as metaphorical or existential as you like it to be but what do you think the world needs to hear mm. what do I we need more of I think it's easy man it's super simple and the answer is right there in front of everyone and it's just acceptance Ooh. just let go yeah acceptance go. of each other acceptance of yourself that's That's huge because the things that you don't like about someone else often are things that you've identified that you don't like about yourself Uh yeah big time I agree with that and so as hard as it is when we make a mistake to forgive yourself recognize how many times and the person that you're having an issue with has gone through something like that yeah something I've been reminding myself of a lot lately anytime I have altercations with strangers or just rude experiences or anything like that fight a lot of people Argumentative interactions. You know, where people where people are rude or mean or shit out of some No, no, you know what I mean. Like when when people are just like you're like, Wow, that person must hate themselves. What a You know, and something I've been reminding myself of is, you know, like I I obviously never engage, but it's just kind of like you know, I remind myself like what happened to that person before that. Mhm. One of the things that I've recognized a lot too is like Especially with my friends in New York, a lot of times when we make plans or something and things don't go right or they've had a long day and they want to cancel, 
Like canceling plans is a, a big joke that it's like the the biggest relief is just to cancel plans and like sit at your house. And every time people are like so apologetic and be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I didn't feel good. Like Garrett pressed the other day. We were supposed to go grab uh, queso and margaritas. And I was on my way and he called. He's like, Lane, I feel really nauseous. I can't come. I'm so sorry to do this to you. And he talked for like five minutes about how sorry he was. And like, wait, you don't seem very nauseous yet. <laughs> I mean, well, you haven't puked since we've been on the phone, the so... <laughs> shut up, shut up, heck, comfort on this bitch. But something that I've learned, and it, I'm, like, trying to repeat it as a mantra, is I'm on your team. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I'm on your team. So if anybody ever disappoints me or, or hurts my feelings, if I can look at them and be like, it's okay, I'm on your team. Hmm. That's huge. We're on, yeah. you know, I'm on your team. Yeah. We are all on the same team, and the team is Planet Earth. <laughs> and the team it's is... It's so true, though. Planet like, Earth. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, dude. We are all manifestations of that same energy since that Big Bang. We're, all we're made of what made the Earth the same is made of. We're I'm going to say of what the galaxy is made of. I'm going to say... We are the galaxy. From my contribution... It's my turn now. Uh, the strongest actors don't blink. Just don't blink if you're trying to give a, a convincingly engaging performance. He blinked. People don't... Well, I'm not trying to give an... I'm not... In, you're not trying to engage us? I'm not... Oh, you're not he's performing. He's not performing. I'm not performing. I'm being authentic, babe. I'm being authentic, babe. Uh, Look at these and I, honestly, podcast I'm, glasses. I've been watching... Oh, yeah, I forgot. I've been, uh, I've watched a lot of Entourage, and one thing... People love... Do you all watch the show Entourage, HBO? No, you never watched it? it? Oh, bless you guys. Uh, the one of the main characters like the I movie star Vinny Chase people always time. give him uh, like shit for like being a bad actor and stuff but one thing he does really well is just eye contact just boom and that's something that Michael Caine teaches it's just like the strongest performance it's like if you want something if you're saying something like we're talking about and you're making something happen to someone else in order to get your goal it's like boom you just lock it in right don't you blink all right, so don't blink uh, if you're giving engaging performances, everybody. Thank you both. You guys are just as charming as I recall. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Let's do it again. Good luck at the Big Apple. No, it's a big, scary city out there. Uh, you, I'll see more of you. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, have a wonderful evening. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Oh, any, any like, social media you want to draw draw traffic towards? Debbie Goday, yeah, Screen Yeah, Debbie Goday, Screen Actor Studio. And Metairie, mm-hmm. guys, if anyone's interested out there or is even considering just wanting to experience what acting is like, we do a lot of great stuff. Our classes, we she have is classes good. for all ages. Yeah, she's a wonderful teacher. The studio's amazing. Come check us out. We've got a great Instagram page. You can contact us there. Come on. All right, what about Ooh, you? I got nothing. Nothing? Just just living life? Just living, living life. life. Very cool. All right, living have a safe life. Mardi Gras, everybody. Much love, and we'll see you later. This is a commercial for my new movie available on Amazon.com. It's called The Horse's Ass. It's a short film. When four wild bridesmaids lose the family engagement ring during a raucous bachelorette party, they bring to court the suspected culprit, their stripper, Centaur. Here's a little audio teaser just for you. The stripper stole my engagement ring! Time out. Did you really get those scorpions? My client is a proud member of a stoic race of mythical creatures. He stuffed me like a turkey last night. I am Faye Dippity!
Let the record show that he is a total dick. Are you sure you passed the bar? I have never passed out. Not at the bar, not ever. Pagan whores! Pagan whores, your honor. The defense calls Jean Latifah. I drove them to a ladies' establishment called Floppy Richards. I accidentally touched her booby area. Fuck you! Yeah, I pulled that tasty little wallaby out of the sea turtle tank. It's very true what they say about horses. Huge. We centaurs live by a code. Our gold must be earned, our women powerful. And preferably with massive breasts. Fantastically, I consent. But you give it all up to become a mythical slut bag. Objection, your honor. If that sounds like it might float your boat, give a little click-see on that link in the podcast description. Check it out, giggle, and maybe even leave us a nice thoughtful review on Amazon describing your experience. Bless you, my child.